0: Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to episode 103 here on the Clixian Podcast. I, like always, am your host, Adam, and with me, as always, is my co host, Dan, and special guest, we got Lucas Van Hollen on the other side of the channel. Lucas, how are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, I'm feeling pretty good, Adam. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Kane hopefully will be joining us soon uh, I'm not sure what time he gets off But that is the plan So before we get into all HeroClix related stuff Let's get into a quick how was our week Sunday, Monday,
1: Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday, Saturday There are
2: seven days, there are seven days There are seven days in a week
0: Let's start out with good old Mr. Tri-Sentinel, as Crampton likes to call it. I'm not going to call him the other part because this is a family-friendly show. But, Lucas, how was your week, Ben?
1: Um, you know, all in all, not too bad. I've uh, been really busy with uh, with work and life and that sort of thing, but luckily I got to go play Clicks in person on Saturday down in Omaha, Krypton game.
0: I saw that. I saw Calder post a little vlog of his, and I saw you in one of the uh, shots as he was kind of panning around the whole venue
1: yeah i I tend to be kind of hard to miss (laughs) for being honest i I take i tend to take up a lot of space but that's just because of the nature of myself Uh, it was a sealed tournament um teammate of mine isaac denke got uh got first place and i very begrudgingly got second um (laughs) i uh he he played really well in the finals we did did well but it was all in all good good event. so
0: what did you uh pull now did you go with rise and fall
1: Yeah, so there was a few feedback items to give to Dustin, who ran the event down there, but we won't go super deep into those. Basically, the main gist of it was I did play Rise and Fall. They did a lot of mulligans, and I probably had some of the worst sealed pulls I've ever had. Um, So very luckily, I uh, got to mulligan, and then I had terrible sealed pulls, so I mulliganed again. So I had terrible sealed pulls, so I mulliganed a fourth time. Oh, jeez. Um... And then they weren't great. The pulls weren't great. And that's actually why I thought of Gladiator for tonight was because that's what I ended up playing was Gladiator. Uh, but then they allowed us to mulligan in, again in top eight. So I mulliganed one more time in top eight. So I actually played two different teams uh, that day.
0: See, I've heard this um, story from you before where you just pull bad, like with the Jay Solomon tournament, how you just pulled rare um, Human Torch and a bunch of sidekicks. And then you ended up getting like perfect points, perfect record and you ended up winning the whole thing
1: (laughs) see for me i have very specific things in mind when i think of good polls and when i don't get those things i get frustrated because in modern i don't have that problem right i just get to play whatever i want and so in rise and fall there was like a list of like six or seven figs that i needed to have in order for my polls to be decent And I didn't pull any of those in like 10 boosters. So (laughs) I was just kind of like, well, guess I'll die. And then I ended up being able to build in good enough of a team to make it through Swiss. And then in top cut, I ended up having a plus seven X-Men theme that jived all right together. The only thing it was missing really was leadership, but I was able to work around that.
0: Now with your guys as sealed, do you just choose any modern map that's available or do they have specific maps at the venue?
1: Uh, down in Krypton, it was a uh, standard tournament, so uh, your three modern maps for your build sheet, I think he had he had extra maps available for people who don't play competitively as hard, I would say, but like I just always follow the, the standard tournament procedure when I play.
0: Gotcha. Uh, we're a little more mm-hmm. loosey-goosey at our venue. We just, you know, whatever map you want to bring is fine for us. Um Let's, before we get into me and Dan's week, let's talk a little bit about Gen Con and your experience. Now, you were one of the lucky ones to actually go to Gen Con. You went with Calder. You just said you had like a carload full of people. You drove out there, took you like between 12, 15 hours or so. Um, yep. And you made a pretty good haul, as you could probably tell. If I'm sure, at least half the people on this podcast have boughten, bought, but is that a word? Have bought uh, some conlies from Gen Con from you. Off of. I I being one of them, and actually your package arrived today, so thank you very much for that.
1: Oh, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, I uh, was fortunate enough to go to Gen Con with nine people, and only four of us played HeroClix. So basically, I had some mules that were willing to uh, spend my money for me. Um, Luckily, the lines weren't very long this year, so it was one of those things where they had to wait in line for maybe five minutes in order to get the product. So they were willing to do that for me, help me out. Uh, I walked away with uh, quite a bit of stuff, and luckily for me, it's all been sold, so we're we're good to go there.
0: I just see you rolling in this pile of like PayPal cash on your bed right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it was pretty phenomenal. So I made the first post on HIE, and within 45 minutes, I had 65 people message me.
0: I think I was number like seven because I just happened, you to be, were, <laughs> I happened to be looking at it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. To, like, have a spare moment at work, because I'm like, I wonder if people are selling Connellys yet. And I was like, oh, only five people have commented on Lucas so far. Maybe I can get one real quick.
1: Yeah, it was it was like 65 people in less than an hour. And that was just on the first day. Um, all in all, I ended up making, because I, I did end up turning some people away, just because I didn't want to make any promises I couldn't keep. So like I did, I did end up turning some people away. But all in all, I, I mailed out on uh, this last week. I mailed out forty seven packages of Connelly's. Uh Some of some people did double up to the same shipping address, just like people buying for their friends and stuff. But yeah, forty seven packages in a week. The post office really loved me. I'll How's tell that? you that. <laughs> Sitting there and scanning each box. And, like, (laughs) ringing it up and putting it in there, like, you know, you can go to stamps.com. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I got you for.
0: I was going to ask if you had those pre-made labels and just dropped everything off, or you actually just sat there for an hour and watched them ring up everything.
1: I I went over a course of three days um, because (laughs) of that fact. I didn't want to take, like, a super long time. But, yeah, I did sit there and watch them ring up everything. I, I won't lie.
0: Yeah, uh, Lucas shared some pictures with us. He walked away with 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13, it looks like, uh, Master Mold. I'm not even going to yeah. count the Ghost Riders. And I yeah, it
1: was, it was 13 Master molds, 46 Ghost Riders, 23 Wonder Women, and 22 Ultimate Warriors, I think.
0: And from what I've heard, what they were doing was you were only able to buy one Master Mold and then two of each while you were in line, but then the last day they were just like, what do you guys want?
1: Yep, the last day they upped the purchase limit to five. Um, so I bought I bought an extra, like, 20 Ghost Riders. Um, not quite. I guess it was, like, an extra 12 um, with some extra guys. But, like, I could have gone a lot harder. But the the problem is, like, having the capital to put up on it, you know?
0: Well, and not even that, the room in the car on the way home. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Calder also went with you, and he shared some pictures. And he didn't want, buy as much as you, but he did also buy a lot for... Uh, His patrons and local people and things like that. Yep. And they didn't have any HeroClix games at Gen Con, correct?
1: Correct. Nobody was running any events.
0: Okay. It's just kind of weird that, you know, those are pretty thought after figures, yet no HeroClix games were to be played. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. I'm glad they're finally out there. I did take um, Ghost Rider. I can't, it was Warrior and Wonder Woman. Are they a year old too, or is it just Ghost Rider?
1: I'm pretty sure they all are. Everything was supposed to release last year. Yep.
0: Even Master Mastermold? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so
3: mm-hmm.
0: all, you know, a year old, but we'll talk a little bit about Ghostwriter later on today. Uh, Dan, what about you? How was your week?
3: No, my week was pretty quiet. I didn't really have much going on, uh, really at all, honestly. I just got together with some friends on, on the weekend, but that was about it. That wasn't anything major. All right.
0: Will I be seeing you on Sunday?
3: Um, Yeah, I would
0: say so. All right, we're having a little Halloween uh, scenario where you have to recreate your favorite movie or TV show with your figures. So you know, if you want to play witches and play Scarlet Witch and Black Witch and all that, and play Hocus Pocus as your theme, that's awesome. Or you can just be a monster theme, which I'm sure most people are going to go with. Um, (laughs) As for my week, uh, pretty pretty simple. I had a wedding on Saturday up in Green Bay, so I had to drive two hours up there, film for 10 hours and drive two hours back. Uh, And then my wife had her birthday weekend in Illinois, so we had the parents switch off on Saturday watching the kiddos. I will say, though, I did find a new series on Netflix that I burned through in about two days. I don't know how um, you guys are into foreign film, but Squid Games on Netflix is amazing if you guys like that kind of... um, I don't know if you guys ever watched, like, Battle Royale or The Condemned, where, like, the government takes a bunch of people, throws them on an island, and says, Last One Standing wins. That kind of movie. This is kind of... The what Hunger I mean, Games? Hunger Games, basically. I still have never seen Hunger Games, just because I feel like it's a rip-off of, like, Battle Royale that was made in Korea a couple of years ago, but before um, Hunger Games. Hmm. Um, but uh, that's what Squid Games is. It's absolutely amazing. It's basically about all these people are on hard times. They owe... But like they owe like 80 million yen in Korea, which apparently is a lot more than what it seems like to us. Like when I hear the word million, it's obviously uh, a lot, but 80 million yen is a lot more apparently in Korea. But all these people are like huge in the debt, and then they're all taken to this island where they can win. It's like 45 billion yen or something like that. But they have to play kids games, but with twists. And um, the twists are if you lose a certain games, you die. And um, it just is a progression of, like, sorry, 456 players, and then it slowly dwindles down from um, game to game to game. But really good. It's about eight or nine uh, episodes. If you like that kind of stuff, check out Squid Games on Netflix. Um, I was up till probably 2, 3 o'clock in the morning some nights watching it because I just kept getting hooked more and more and more. <laughs> um, they also had another one that came out not too long ago. Oh, Alice in Borderland that was also on Netflix. It's kind of the same premise, but um a little bit different. But that is our week now let's get into some news All right, a couple news things we have to talk about. Number one is we do have our patron. Uh, giveaway coming up in a few days. If we do meet our goal, I will be adding one of the Ghost Riders that Luke has generously uh, sold to me. So we have to get the goal of $200. I think we're at like $165 right now, so we do have a few more uh, days to get up there for me to add Ghost Rider. We also have all the other cool prizes out there, so hopefully we can meet that goal. Uh, secondly, we have only five people signed up for our Sets Appeal tournament taking place in about a month, Lucas being one of them. I think PJ is one of them, Maddie G is one of them, and I cannot remember the other two people. So if you are interested in that tournament, please get a hold of me. I know Roll20 is kind of a thing of the past right now, but that's really the only way that I can hold something like that because I like to get as many people from the country. We even had some people from Australia uh, joined it last year so that's what i'd like to do um lucas what did you think of the sets that were chosen for this year's uh sets appeal
1: so i won't lie to you dude i've been uh my you know with work and everything i've been kind of hectic so like i didn't really look into it too much but i know like i know i saw civil war in there that's a good round, well-rounded set you know it was meant to be played in a battle royal uh kind of scenario which is nice um I believe I saw Deadpool in the X-Force. That one's definitely going to be interesting. There was some power pieces in there, but there was also a lot of really cool stuff that only shown when you were playing with just the set. So I think all in all, it'll be an interesting uh, kind of uh, combination of uh, different sets there, and should be a good time.
0: So I didn't realize that, and maybe you can shed some more light on this, when I announced the sets and the... um the maps that were being played, PJ reached out to me and said, don't have SpeakEasy be a viable map for that tournament. Can you explain why? Mm -hmm.
1: Sorry, I was just taking a swig of water. Um, So SpeakEasy was, I believe, the first ever map to just be outright banned before it even hit the modern legal list. Um, And that's just because of the nature of how the map works. So if you look at the SpeakEasy map... It utilizes like two different zones with like doors that you have to go through. As zones, you have to go through in order to hit the other side. Um, and it's just it's just not conducive for like how Heroclix plays as a game. So like it, it's way too easily exploitable, way too easy to manipulate. It's just it's just not a good design uh, for like competitive matches.
0: Yeah. Um, if you don't kind of know what Lucas is talking about, so basically the map is cut in half and there's little trap doors on each side. So there's one door on one side, one on another, two on one side, two another, and so forth. And there's really no way to get from one side of the map to the other without going through those trap doors because you can't just blow through the middle of the wall. And yep. are those power actions to get into those doors or is it free actions? How does that work?
1: You know, when the set came out, it... The map was banned immediately, and I never thought about it again. Okay. <laughs> so it's been a, I'd have to reread everything on it. But you can go to hcmaps.net and check it out.
0: Okay. Yeah, it says, uh, numbered square oranges. These marks are trapdoors. Characters using trapdoors must enter and exit with a trapdoor with the same number. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I think it's just going to be too confusing. So we're just going to play on cargo plane, which is basically just straightforward you're across from me. There's a few blocking a through, a couple hindering, so I think that's going to be the plan for a Speakeasy. Uh, for, yep. I'm sorry, for uh, Deadpool and the X-Force. Um, mm-hmm. Matty G, our first place winner, also decided to go with WWE for round two. I know nothing about WWE team abilities or the team ability I know, but the powers I don't know. I'm still deciding if I want to let Ultimate Warrior be a part of that. I think it would be fun just to kind of bring him in there, because he's the only... WWE figure that's not in the the HC Realms tab of WD, WWE figures so I'm kind of on the fence about uh, The Warrior I'm leaning more towards yes but we'll see what happens um, You mentioned Civil War that is in case we need a tiebreaker round or I need to add in a fourth round and then mm. the, the third round is Brave and the Bold were you playing when Brave and the Bold was around? I was not Okay that was the good yeah. old days of when you got like a 200 point Superman and he had a 9 attack
1: Yep, yep. I believe that was also the set with Kid Flash in it, right?
0: That was that did not allow anybody else to have hypersonic except for him.
1: Yep. So it's uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people trying to make that work.
0: Yep. Uh, that one also had all the dual figures, so that one had double Flash. There was Green Lantern and Flash. There was Superman and Flash, Green Arrow, and I can't and Batman. I think it was. Those were the chases from that set. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun set to do. But yeah, if you want to participate in that tournament, it is on roll 20, email us at clicksingit@gmail.com. at gmail.com. It is only 15 dollars to entry or to enter depending on how many people we have will depend on the prizes. I'm hoping for at least I think it's 20 and then first place we'll get a plaque, a brick of empire, five clicking it tokens. And then there will be um, six total places that will get prizes, either be boosters or LE LA figures. Uh, lastly, we got some information about Set 47, uh, which is actually really cool. So Set 47, which has been kind of hanging out there in Hero Cook's land, is actually going to be a Disney Plus set, which is going to be, mm. I believe, all the shows that have been released on Disney Plus. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, Loki. I'm not sure what else they're throwing in there. Um,
1: I believe it's everything up through What If. So it'll be WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, and What If.
0: Oh, so they are adding What If.
1: Yes, I believe from what we heard that is uh, the case. Yep.
0: That's going to be cool because that means we're going to get a Star-Lord Black Panther. We're going to get a Peggy Carter Captain America. The Doctor Strange, I wonder if they're going to make an A and a B version, like an evil and a good version. That'd be kind of cool if they did something like that. Um, but there's going to be a, TICE, a dice and token pack. There's going to be a play-at-home kick, miniatures game, and a booster brick. So is that is that going to be like a five-figure booster set they're talking about?
1: Yeah, I believe so. So that's gonna be,
0: that's going to be like 60-something figures in that set. So that's going to be – we're going to get zombies, I bet. Oh, I just got more excited about this set. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah.
1: I hope, I hope we get zombie Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. If I'm being honest with you,
0: I gotta. I mean, as much as I love Thanos, I want to see me some zombie Scarlet Witch.
1: Mm. That's gonna mm. be
0: a cool one, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: Or even like a head Scott Lang, just kind of head in a jar Scott yep. Lang with sidestep or something like that. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, Absolutely. R- real quick before we go on, uh, what are some other figures that you're really excited about for Disney Plus for this set, Lucas?
1: Yeah, so, like, you kind of hit on a couple of them already. I think that most of my favorites are going to come from What If, right? So, um, I really did enjoy the zombie episode. You know, Party Thor is probably going to be entertaining um, if they end up making one of those. Um, You know, I I think we might get some really neat takes on Scarlet Witch, you know, especially since... uh, you know, with WandaVision and everything. Um, maybe some Ship of Theseus, uh uh Vision, right? That's probably going to be a, a non-prime and a prime is those two. Regular Vision and Ship of Theseus Vision. Yep. Um, so we'll have to, we'll just kind of have to see what they end up, uh, what they end up doing. But they got a lot of really cool options. So hopefully they don't, you know, shit the bed like they did with uh, the the actual what if the 15th anniversary set. Hopefully they make it a little bit more Uh, in-depth and utilize their options
0: any speculation of what you think the chases might be my guess one of them at least will be miss minutes
1: you know that would be pretty neat um but my guess is that the chases will either be the main characters from each show or they'll be some of the um mainstays so like it'll be or like uh For example, I think that Uatu would probably end up being a chase. Ah, Uh, Maybe Kang, um, you know, things like that. We'll we'll have to see. It's just so hit or miss on what things could be or can't be, so we'll just have to see
3: what they end up doing.
0: Uh, Dan, any figures in the set that you're excited for that you're hoping they make?
3: Uh, The water stuff seems neat. I mean, I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I'd like to see a, a... higher quality winter soldier i guess we haven't gotten like a really amazing one in any set that really stood out so it'd be be interesting to see if they make one that is uh just i don't know like a standout i guess
0: we never really got a winter soldier that stood up to the one we got in captain america and winter soldier just this badass one that just takes out everyone no no one's as equal we always just kind of get these lackluster winter soldiers in hero clicks form and not the movie version, which they'll yeah, make a better one.
3: Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping for is something that's just very like the one from Captain America and the Avengers just wasn't consistent. And being 90 points just didn't, didn't fulfill what I thought was going to happen. There. It's like, he wasn't bad, but he certainly wasn't good. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're going to get an Ursula from WandaVision, uh, Monica Rambeau. Um, I'm hoping we're going to get um, Steve Rogers in an Iron Man suit. Who was the one guy from Loki? He was like the one in charge of all the relics and like the infinity stones that were like paperweights. I like when Loki said, tell me where the Tesseract is or I'm going to gut you like a fish. What's a fish? That guy. I can't think of his name, but I really want to make them to make him. I think that'd be funny. I would love it if they made somehow the infinity gems as just light objects and the boosters that don't do anything like they do in Loki. I think that'd be kind of funny. There's so much with them to work with, and I'm really glad that they're actually going back to movies, TV shows, because those are a lot of really fun sets when they actually start well, coming out.
3: Well, yeah, and they have the Eternals thing coming up, too, as another yep. tie-ins. So, I mean, yeah. There's lots of like MCU Universe product coming out, which is cool. So
0: I just Some some nights I lay in bed and dream of what an MCU endgame is, click set would have looked like. I just...
3: Yeah, we can only even, imagine. Yeah. They never even did Infinity War, so they could have just done that as a whole. Mm-hmm. Wrap both, both of those together in a, with a nice little bow. Yeah, that would have been...
0: I think there would have been so many... There were so many characters from that set that they could have made a five-figure booster set along with that. All right. Oh, so that is the news. Not much to talk about, but I'm sure we're going to be getting some more... Um, in the next coming weeks. In fact, we probably should be getting a Scott Porter videos coming up soon, because the set was...
3: <laughs> no, I thought it was November, right?
0: Yeah, but I, I know, like, with the last set got pushed back how long, and we had Scott Porter video out for, like, two months before the set even came out, so I'm not sure um, when, but I'm assuming in the next couple weeks we'll be getting some Scott Porter videos.
3: I really thought Porter said they they always tried to do it, like, four weeks before pre-release and pre-release is usually two two weeks before the set comes out so I guess well, maybe mid-October I don't and, know.
0: And it probably just felt longer with the last one because it wasn't really Wizkid's fault that the set was delayed it was more like sh- like no one was working at the docks so they couldn't get the product out to the stores. That's why I was sitting in the, the cargo ships forever um, but we'll see hopefully it comes out soon. I'm really excited for Empire I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, Alright, so next we're going to move on to our Make It Meta. Where are they? I think they're talking about us. All right, I had Lucas decide the make it meta for this week because I figured he's always trying to figure out what other figures are in the sets out there that he could make meta. And he actually chose the Gladiator non-prime because we already talked about the prime once because he pulled him at his event. And like you said, he wants to make him better, which I, I do like this Gladiator. So let's talk a little bit about Gladiator. I just have to bring him up super quick. Have you tried at all, Lucas, to make him Competitive or just kind of more fun?
1: No. So here's the thing, and and I'll, I'll preface by saying the reason why I chose the figure to begin with is because of the fact that it it just missed the mark as a figure, right? Gladiator as a character, we just haven't had one up until this set that has actually felt like Gladiator. Right. They're either way too many points and they don't do enough. or and That's actually what it's always been. They're way too many points and they don't do enough. Um, right, They just have like an 18 impervious and they just get pensied to death. Um, and then we got this 90-pointer that initially looked really promising. The only problem was that it's just not. Um, and, and there's a few reasons that I'll go into that. Uh, luckily, we did get the Prime. And the Prime is by far the definition of what Gladiator is supposed to be, right? He gets his confidence token, he suddenly doesn't take damage, Um, he has great reach, big damage that he deals on his own, Uh, thick dial, creates his own soldiers, has traded mastermind to mastermind off onto his his minions. The 90 point Gladiator is a really promising concept, a really promising idea. The only problem is, is they didn't give him the tools that he was supposed to have that the prime does get. And the main one of those is the traded mastermind and uh, unit generation. The fact that he doesn't have the traded mastermind and the traded unit generation makes him just an infinitely worse figure, in my opinion. But I do love the way that they, they emulated his confidence tokens by giving him the ability to heal past his starting line.
0: Yeah, I do right, like that so, how they did make it a vampire. They made it. He's just building up his confidence, and he's getting better as he's doing
1: it. Exactly, right? So they, they, they gave him kind of an out. Um, I think his dial should have been longer, probably by one or two clicks, uh, so that, that way when he's starting on click four, he doesn't just – turn over and die immediately if he gets hit first i would like it for him to be able to withstand a hit even when on a starting line um but i do like how he can get up to that click one and just be a big beefy boy um which is which is neat because like during my sealed tournament that i played in this last saturday i did get him up to click one more than once um which is cool because like he's sitting there in the 20 defense the set has no perplex so like modifying your attack value is incredibly difficult. And he's just really hard to take down. Unfortunately for me, in my first game, my opponent thought it was perfectly fine to roll a ten twice in a row, even though he had prob. Um, and then I missed impervious, so that and then once that happened, I was back to square one. But you know, so I, I look at Gladiator as a character and think that this figure just could have had so much more potential. Only like and only if he had Mastermind, like if he, if he had the, the traded Mastermind and the unit generation, I think he would have been just fine i think you would have been a solid solid figure um and so like for as far as like making him a meta figure i think is a really tough task but luckily you can maybe pull something off by utilizing swap tech with professor x gr team yep right and then utilizing those Shiar swaps to maybe get into something better but at the end of the day because he's only 10 points less than the prime gladiator it's really tough to justify playing him over the prime yeah like it's like you would just play the prime right for 10 points more it's just he's just better so it's kind of it's kind of tough in that regard
0: here's how i would have fixed this gladiator to be per- uh, personally so on his opening click click 4 i would have gave him a defensive power that was impervious and then you give him the same trait as the prime where if he hits he gets a confidence token uh, but the power would also read, if Gladiator has a confidence token, he has stop. That way, people aren't just going to, you know, let's say you heal him up one to click three, and then someone psychic blasts him for five. If you do hit, you're healing up that one, gaining a confidence token. And then if you do get hit, you just stop back to your starting click. That way, you can't one-shot him.
1: Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Or even... Or even not necessarily worried about the confidence token because like if you give him that defense power just on click you know, on click four, right? Yeah. You just you just you just make that click stop impervious. And then also give him maybe stop impervious on his last click. So that way when he heals up, he just has it again, right? You don't need to do anything special with the trait or the power. Just just give him stop impervious on clicks four and whatever, nine or eight or whatever it is, yeah. and then just yeah, I think that would have added a lot more durability. Then it still rewards you for hitting first, right? Getting that initiative, landing that alpha strike, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel overpowered, right? It just feels like another hurdle to jump through, if you will. But yeah.
0: the six range also hurts him. I mean, oh yeah, 100%. that hundred percent, hundred percent. And also, you know, if I'm a if I'm a smart player and I know I can't one shot him, I'm just going to hit him for either what is it, four or five, and put him on that flurry and make him basically immobile. So I wish they would have still kept some charge, some flurry, even a sidestep, something like that, just to make him a little bit more mobile and not just dead in his tracks. Now I'm screwed.
1: Yeah, the other thing that really frustrated me about him is that he has that, he's got the traded leadership, but he's got that damage power. Or no, I'm sorry, it's not traded leadership, is it?
0: No, it's damage power. Damage power.
1: Yeah, the damage power is leadership, CCE. See, that, that, that's another thing. Is like The damage power should have, should have just been CCE, RCE, and then the leadership could have been traded with the Mastermind. But then his speed power that he gets when he heals should have been charge running shot, but do not have speed. He should have had still had access to running shot. The fact that you have to resort to a full move charge it really sucks when you're wanting to pen-side people. Because if you heal, now you don't have a way to get into position to pen-side someone. So, like... He should have been RCECC, and then he should have just had charge and running shot once he heals. Uh, I think that would have been a much better design choice for him overall.
3: I mean, it's just, he's just—he's just kind of clunky, and that's the thing. about yeah. design—that's weird. He's very his, mm-hmm. his, his ability usage is just all over the place. I'm like, I, I didn't understand what they were going for here. Yeah, yeah. You, you, usually, vampire dials are at least somewhat—I would say—smooth. Like the upgrade from going, like your starting click is usually a little lower because you're not. You know, you're not at full power basically, and then you build up to it. And like, obviously, he ramps up a lot, but it just like the power selection is off for me. I'm like, okay, yeah,
1: Yeah, and his cost, right? His cost just doesn't make any sense when you look at the prime.
3: It's like, well, I mean, I well, the primes usually break the mold, so I'm like, okay, I get why this one's only ten points more, and is all of this because it takes your prime slot, and it's the super rare prime, so I kind of, and it's like. I get that that trait on this prime is really good. It's just that I know that I know from like at least from everything I see when they do stuff is they don't try to just constantly duplicate powers on the same characters. So they were trying to still make him feel like Gladiator, but not be a complete carbon like a carbon copy of this one, but just downgraded. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, One thing I do want to mention, and you being a much better player than I am, Lucas, I wanted to bring up. I have played Lucas only one time, and that was in Simeon Bruce's, um, I forget what it was called, but it was basically you had to have Super Rare Prime or Chase's on your team. Um, One figure that I've been really looking in to make good, and he kind of fits uh, with this team, is Hezebub which is from this set where he can basically, uh, once per turn when a friendly character with the Starjammers keyword would be KO'd, instead you may turn them to their last non-KO click, roll a D6, heal them half the result. Now in order to make them Starjammers, you do have to revert to the Cosaire from House of X and play the Starjammers uh, team-up card. One question I do have for you about this, Lucas, is reading into this card again, it says when establishing theme teams, friendly characters with the Shiar and Imperial Guard keywords gain starjammers. Do you have to have both of those or either or?
1: It says it says Shiar and Imperial Guard.
0: Yes. The reason why I'm asking is because Doom, the Annihilating Conquer also had that has to have past and future and cosmic, but then they errated it to or or. Yeah. So, I would say
1: that based on the wording, I would say your intent is probably the same. Well, no, because Doom said characters with cosmic past and future keywords.
0: And so that, yeah. that wording, it means all three, but then they errated it to just one of those.
1: Yeah, I think with them, though, the intent was there that made sense because they just used the wrong word. Whereas I think with, with the other one, with the Starjammers, I think it's characters with Imperial Guard and uh, Shear. which isn't super bad considering that most characters um, but have both.
0: the most both. important character for this team doesn't, and that's Professor X. That's fair, yeah. Uh, because I probably spent a note, I'm not not even joking last night an hour trying to make an Emperor Gladiator swap Hezebub team with Professor X and then I read Colesayer's card and I'm like ah oh, it says and and uh, Professor X does not have Imperial Guard so I'd, an hour what I'm do, I what you could do
3: you
1: could also you could always go to the win and ask the question right and see you know as long as you word it correctly they're they're liable to to answer it, or if you're not, if you're worried that you're not going to ask it correctly, always like what I like to do is just be like message like Jay Solomon or somebody who, who's done it a bunch and say, Jay, this is what I'm looking for clarification on. Is there a chance that you could ask this for me on the wind? Um, you know, not to put Jay on blast like that, but um, I, I would say like somebody who's done it before, who knows what WizKids is looking for, so they don't just inherently ignore it. Because like every question I've ever asked on the wind has been just ignored probably cuz I'm not asking it <laughs> correctly the way they want it to right but yeah. I just so I just kind of stopped doing it cuz it's like what's the point but luckily the questions that I have now are usually questions that other people have as well so then they usually get asked by somebody who knows what they're doing
0: yeah and I think doom andalyn conquer got that clarification because he is used that much cosair isn't really being used ever mm-hmm. in competitive Which I think he has the potential if he could have been swapped out with Professor X. Because Mm -hmm. I do feel like that Hezebub, um, like a resurrection of like a prime gladiator, would be a nasty combo for 40 points.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Absolutely
0: fair. But I don't think Star Jammers is quite there to make a. run at the title, we'll call it, even though I do think it's got some potential. But if you could have swapped out somehow. But if I can get clarification from Jay that says it's or, then I might have a case that I might have to try one of these days.
1: There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's always worth a shot. And, like, the worst that can happen is, it, like, you ask the question, the worst that can happen is they say no. Yeah. Right? Like, easy peasy. So.
0: Um, but let's say that you had to go into a tournament with this Gladiator that you are playing for, whatever you want, Master Mold, which I'm sure you, you, I mean, you already have 13, so you don't need another one. Um, <laughs> you're, you're probably not going Annihilator's keyword. You're, I'm guessing Cosmic is probably his strongest or maybe Soldier.
1: No, honestly, like if I'm, if I'm going into a tournament, I'm playing Shear and I'm swapping them out. Oh, like, okay. we'll just be on, we'll just be honest. I'll play a Shiar theme and I'll swap them out. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> fair enough like the best the best way to play gladiators to not play
0: gladiator so <laughs> poor poor gladiator
1: it, yeah i know It like it, it's just one of those things where it's like i desperately want him to be good as well and i think like i think even realistically if they had just given him the mastermind leadership traded like leadership mastermind spawn guards i think he's actually fine i think he's a good enough figure to be played you know at a lower tier, I think it'd be fine. But just because they didn't give him that, he doesn't have a way to protect himself. Like Emperor Gladiator, you can play a little bit more aggressively with him, because as long as you're adjacent to another friendly character, you could just start masterminding, and you don't have to worry about it. You could get that damage diverted somewhere else. But 90-point Gladiator, it's just like, well, if I extend to attack, then he just dies. So it's like, whatever. (laughs) It's just not not yeah. uh not very flattering for him
0: there's so just, there's so many easy ways to fix this gladiator we talked about a few but even just giving him invincible so he can't be one-shotted or something like
1: yeah and like they fixed that problem with emperor gladiator by just giving him the fact that he can reduce penetrating damage when he has a confidence token because they benched they mentioned Invin- invincible for the set right so i think what they probably should have done is just given him a trait that says gladiator can reduce penetrating damage
0: did Simple they enough. did they ever make a ruling on that confidence token and impervious that you could roll impervious first and then so confidence or did they not?
1: They did, and then they immediately removed it. <laughs> so,
0: so the ruling was you could roll first and then remove confidence, and then they re- reversed it. And then, it went yeah,
1: so they they put it on the win that said that essentially. The way that Impervious is ruled now is wrong and that needs to be corrected going forward and is planning on being corrected going forward. So, because of that planned correction for Impervious timing, they were going to, they ruled it that you get to roll for Impervious first and then choose whether or not you're going to remove the token. I'm assuming that somebody at WizKids said, Hey, what the heck are you doing? And then they removed that ruling immediately. So, my guess is more than likely, um, that as of right now, it just plays how it's, how it's been played, which is active player chooses. So. Oh, you
3: mean like how they ch- how they are updating charge on that that uh, the pack that we the preview we saw at the was that Gen Con or wherever they yeah it was, that was, it was Gen Con. Yep, it was Gen Con. It was the Empire, the Empire PAC. Yep. Oh, so they're updating Impervious again. Interesting. Okay, because Impervious is like I don't I feel like it hasn't changed in a while. So
1: yeah, it's it's hard to say exactly what the what it's going to be um but uh yeah i'm assuming it's probably going to be updated at some point
0: so just to clarify you do have to either choose to roll for impervious or the confidence token you can't do both
1: active no you can do both it's just that active player chooses the order that you do them in
0: oh and the active player
1: is the one making the attack so they're they're obviously going to just choose to remove the confidence token first gotcha
2: okay
0: Yep. Yeah, because it will never be your turn. Uh, how, uh, is yep. it?
1: What is he will way? never take damage from an attack on your turn.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. So um, that, it'll always just be like, yeah, take the confidence token first.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, because Lucas. I mean, honestly, he said he'll just swap him out. We're not really going to even then build with Gladiator because, unfortunately, yeah. he is my boy. I do like him. He's the DC, or I'm sorry, the Marvel version kind of of Superman, but yeah, he's just not good enough. We should have saved him for the next segment we're going to do. But uh, I think so. Well, here, here,
1: let's let's humor the let's humor the question here real quick, right? Let's at least appease the question at hand. He's ninety points, so if we're going to play him for ninety points, we're probably going to want to give him the power gem um well maybe not necessarily actually i'd probably give him reality gem is what i would give him because that's going to give him plus one target so it makes it a little bit easier for him to hit stuff um so let's give him the reality gem that puts you at 100 points gives him perplex to bump up his attack or his defense or whatever or his range right so you can have a seven range double target feel a little bit better um you're probably going to be playing him on a Shira theme like i said i think that's just the best way to play him like you you could cop out with uh Osmic and Latveria, right? 175 for Doom Conqueror. Uh, another 50 points to 225 for Flashes. 30 points for Molecule Man. Puts it up to 255. And then Dark Phoenix and then whatever else. But I think Shiar is probably just a little bit more of a well-rounded play. I think what you probably look at doing is running him with um, Manta to give him the PD, the enhancement, and the improved targeting hindering that he desperately needs. Um And then that would be 140. And then you could look at running, like, Lalandra for, like, token generation or, like, character generation. Um, Or you could look at running him with just Emperor Gladiator, right? So you could run him and Emperor Gladiator together and then just have two big beat stick attackers. Uh, Might not be a terrible play. And then you can give Emperor Gladiator the power gem. um, And then from there... You got like fifty points remaining, so maybe a couple guards. I'm not saying it's a great team, but it's something that can at least deal damage and has a, quite the powerhouse threat. Just something to something to throw out there willy nilly, you know.
0: I I tried that prime gladiator and manta combo, and that is a really good combo. I see manta just flying off the shelves now on other sites, and her her um, price going up right now.
1: Yeah, because with the power gladiator with the power gem and Manta means he's swinging thirteen for seven. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, well, and he he has it destroys blocking and improved targeting hindering. So enjoy
0: that. <laughs> yeah, um, I did make the joke. You know, tent poles are kind of I think somewhat a, a thing of the past because, like, you know, if you, let's say you attack someone with senses with those stats and it's a sense rollout, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> There, there's my seven damage wasted this turn. Like if you're going to get the Flash with a four through six rollout or something like that. So I, I like the more swarmy teams nowadays. And, I mean, you still have two-thirds of your build left with that um, Emperor Gladiator, but I feel like just tentpole teams are the thing of the past because you, you're getting so much for short dials and lower points these days than you used to in the in the past. Um, but, yeah, that is Gladiator. Sorry, Gladiator. We tried, but you heard from Lucas. You're just not good enough. Um, which brings us into our next segment, which is a brand new segment that we're going to try uh, because we did get some con exclusives, but we're going to talk about that. And that is going to be What If I Were Good?
3: Oh, my God. What is that? Oh, my God. What is
0: so we're going to talk a little bit about Cosmic Ghost Rider. So this segment is basically we're going to take a figure that we don't think is good enough, and we're going to make them good to now standards. But one thing we do have to remember is these figures were made with the old rules and the old power creep. So let's talk a little bit about Ghost Rider or Cosmic Ghost Rider. Let me see if I can find him. Um, Besides Ghost Rider, are there any other, and Master Mold, Lucas, are there any other figures from the con that you think might seem play? Like, I don't think Warrior's going to seem play at all. He's just way too expensive. But what do you think about Wonder Woman?
1: So Wonder Woman's a 25-point leadership. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's 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 really what she is. Um, decent keywords. Um, they can pair with a few different options. I think that I would be, like, if, if I'm sitting at a table and somebody plays her across from me, it's not a figure that's going to surprise me, right? I'll look at that and go, yep, that makes sense, right? Oh. If if I'm sitting across the table from a Cosmic Ghost Rider, I'm going to go, you are playing some Spice.
0: Hats yeah. off to you. What do you right? have up your because, sleeve?
1: <laughs> well, no, I know what they have up their sleeve. It's nothing um, <laughs> because the figure is just not good enough to play, unfortunately. Uh, because it's too expensive. Him and Thanos together are too expensive. Uh, buddy of mine, Kevin Nelson, um, tried to play both of them together on Friday because we lo- we weren't really worried about modern legality or anything crazy like that. And he played them both together, and it just didn't really—they
0: don't work, jive. Yeah, they don't work with each other. Yeah. They don't. There's nothing like if Thanos is on the board, Ghost Rider gets this, and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. They needed some sort of partnership if they're coming in with the same – in the same box, I felt like. Um, And it's kind of funny, in my opinion, how I feel Ghost Rider is better at 100 than 150, and then vice versa from Thanos. He's better at 150 than he is 100. Um, But Ghost Rider, he's power cosmic. That's how you know he's from the olden days. He's 150 points. He's got six range double target. He ignores characters. He ignores hindering terrain for shooting. He's got a trait called Babysitter from Hell. When the character, when this character, when sorry, when a character within four squares is damaged by a, an attack not made by Ghost Rider, after resolutions, you may roll a D6, four through six, move Ghost Rider up to four squares. Other one, other trait is Cosmic Penance. When an opposing character attacks a friendly character, that after resolutions, give the attacker a Penance token. Power: Make an attack targeting the single opposing characters Before making the attack roll, you may remove up to three Penance tokens from the attack for, for the target. Modify attack and damage by plus one for each penance token removed. If the attack hits, after resolutions, heal Ghost Rider equal to the number of penance tokens that was removed. And then a defense power, the Herald of Thanos and the big guy, energy shield, deflection, and impervious. Um, So the reason why he's not good is he just starts off with hypersonic. That's basically what he is for 50, 150 points. He hits like a nice brick house. He's got a 12 attack, 4 damage. But the fact that he has no attack power on that opening click for 150, to me, is inexcusable. They should have given him at least, at least, um, Precision Strike to get through senses. Because he has it on his next click. So I don't know why they felt the need not to give it to him on his first click.
1: It's kind of like not
0: giving Dark Beast Outwit on his first click, right? Yeah. So it's uh,
1: same, same principle there.
0: And not yeah. one damage power for his entire dial. Not exploit, not outwit. I don't know much about the story of Cosmic Ghost Rider, so I can't really give that much of what he does in that department. But I felt like at least exploit maybe a little bit of Battle Fury because he's Ghost Rider and why not? Um, And then just no stop clicks. That's another thing that would have helped him out a ton especially on that last one. I mean, Pulse Wave isn't what it used to be. He ends with a 9 sidestep 11 Pulse Wave with that 19 defense power. But um, at least uh, a stop click. But, Lucas, what are some of your ideas to make this guy better? What what, What would you do if you were designing Cosmic Ghost Rider?
1: Sure. So I think one thing to keep in mind here from, like, a designer standpoint from WizKids is this figure is probably designed, like, a couple of years ago, right? I think the comic between Ghost Rider and Thanos came out in, like, 2018. I'm sure the figure was designed shortly after that. Um, you know, it, it was released a year late. You know, it, it doesn't really match up with the new rules changes, the power interactions, that sort of thing. Um, and it definitely is using an outdated, kind of, like, tentpole design that WizKids used to really love to rely on. Um, and that's that's very evident. Same, same to kind of how, like, the... Uh, uh, Spirit of Vengeance, Red Hulk, was designed, right? Just way too expensive for what he does. So like, if I was designing this this uh, Ghost Rider and this Thanos, honestly, together, um, I would cut down their point values. Uh, Max point value would be 100, minimum would be 50. Um, or I would do 175 and 50 point values, have him three lines, why not? Um, Ghost Rider should definitely, definitely, definitely have Invincible. Um, or can reduce penetrating damage. Um, I like the idea that they were going for with like the moving Ghost Rider up to four squares. I like the idea of the penance tokens and his ability to heal. But yeah, he definitely should have had stop clicks for the point values they put him at. Uh, it just kind of feels off for them not to. And then well, I mean, Ghost Rider's got a Hellfire chain, right? Like I know he's not Johnny Blaze and it's Frank Castle, but still, like give him some precision. Like Ghost Rider's a that when he when he's got the spirit of vengeance he's you know he's otherworldly he can do special things so like give him either a precision strike or give him that ability to you know not reduce so that his damage can't be reduced below a certain amount or like give him the ability to do penetrating damage or something um, or like even just like give him poison yeah like I, I think that'd be perfectly fine right if he had a, if he had a special attack power for his first couple of clicks that was just Ghost Rider as penetrating poison great I think that's fine.
0: I would even like so. to see like Ram. Just give him Ram, even though you know it's not. oh yeah, really, yeah. It's not used a lot nowadays. I think the last person that had Ram was the old Ghost Rider, the one on the Mammoth. But that would have been cool.
3: No, it was the one from Captain Captain America and the Avengers. It was the uh Oh, Robbie oh that's Ray. right.
0: That one had Ram too. The Chase. Um, no. for, first thing I do, you give him. pardon part of my language. A goddamn baby Thanos bystander. You give yeah. that you give that thing like sidestep, call it crawl. I don't know what else <laughs> it does, or learning to walk, something like that. But if there's a baby Thanos on his chest, you give him a bystander. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> I don't care what it does. Something like you fair. know, if if Thanos, if baby Thanos is attached to Ghost Rider, he gets this. That way, there's some consequence if you want to take him off but I I really I was 100% cool. We're getting a baby Thanos bystander and it's going to do, you know, something. I don't know. Or learning learning how to play with the Infinity Gauntlet, like give him prob or something like that. I don't know. But I felt like that was a must on him. Um I
1: mean, they already had the template too, right, with uh, Lobo and Dog? Yeah. Like they could they could have just reused that template and it would have been fine.
0: Yeah, just For make sure. a little not it's not a puck, but uh, yeah, just a little. I oh, I was so disappointed in that when I saw this guy, and then I mean we do get a Thanos, but it's like teenage Punisher right yeah. Thanos. Like I don't get like why they made him grown up. Um,
3: because they're, they're, they're shooting so laser like, beams out of his eyes. Yeah, it's like reason. a
0: it's like a Cyclops Thanos almost.
3: Because yeah. there was a separate <laughs> there was a separate run where th- that all happened. Yeah, so that, so. that's why they they made that.
0: And not to, like, throw more trash on this guy, but I'm sure, Lucas, you open the box. It's, like, almost a way too big of a box for what you're getting with those two figures. Like, they could have cut that box in half.
1: Well, so I'll appreciate the fact that it was at least packaged well. Like, yes. it had the, the nice the nice thick plastic and everything. Because like, that that happens too often, right, with these box stillies where like, they just use the thin plastic ring for the, the base of the figures. And, like, the top of the box will get crushed and the figure will get damaged. So, like, I actually don't mind the size of the boxes on these guys because it also meant, like, I didn't have to f- stress as much about packaging for, like, when sending them out because I knew, like, they were sturdy and they weren't going to go anywhere. That's true. Um, and, that was, and that was nice. Um, so, that, that part doesn't actually bother me. But, you know, as far as, like, the sculpt design of the Ghost Rider himself, I think he looks super dope. I think he's great. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I would have much preferred to see just him. And then a baby Thanos bystander then like uh, include another Thanos character if they had to like make the choice. But like, yeah, it just it feels like they were going for something really cool that a lot of people would have enjoyed, but they kind of just missed the mark, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: I will also say for the packaging, at least the cards aren't bent in that C form, so it's nice and flat when you get them. I know that's a big thing for people because people hate their cards being in creases. That's one of the biggest flaws of having those little boxes. I always take those cards out right away and put it in a plastic sleeve and get it nice and straight. So that is a big plus. I will give that to them. But yeah, um, even if this guy, even if we would have got this guy last year, I still don't think. I mean. I think a lot more people are getting this figure for who he is and the sculpt, not for the playability.
1: 100%. Yeah, nobody's playing him. No, Nobody. Unless
0: unless you're just having a fun old time. You know, if you're playing 300 points and somehow you got three of them, I mean, having three Ghost Riders is cool to look at, but you're not going to be very successful (laughs) with that team because also they just love giving six range to people. Like, you have to be a very special figure to get an 8 range nowadays, like an Emperor Gladiator or things like that. like they 6 is the standard now. I remember in the good old days, every single figure had a 10 range. It didn't matter nope. if you were Hawkeye, if you were Cyclops, or if you were a thug with a little pistol. You had a 10 range back then. It didn't matter. <laughs> um, there,
1: are, there are positives and drawbacks to that, definitely. I think that shoring up the range has been helping with the problem that people have had with the game for years which is that you you know the game has been dominated by the range meta forever yeah right unfortunately they i think overcorrected <laughs> and now the the close meta is like so dominating because they decided to give people the ability to full speed charge and flurry and quake and exploit all at the same time why, God, why are we living on this planet? And, then, <laughs> and then
0: run away to the other side of the board and then have resurrection tokens. Oh, we're talking about one figure right now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah it's, not even, it's not even that. Like,
1: <laughs> like, Flash plus Tempo, right? Look at Flash plus Tempo. He can charge 20 squares. Yeah. By himself. Um, hello? I've, I've Anybody?
0: I've been actually playing with an Emperor Gladiator tempo team. Sure. Just to give him yeah. a 10. So he's got a 14, which goes to a 7, which goes back up to a 10. So he has an 18-square swing. And then if you – I mean, it's almost full-map reach, but I'm sure you can throw a TK on there or a plus or something. But uh, just to give mm-hmm. him anywhere he wants. Um, well, that's like
1: exactly what I'm talking about with that uh, with that Flash, right? So Flash plus Tempo, you copy Green Lantern team ability. Yeah. Now you get to take eight eight characters with you across the board. So enjoy that one. Oh, that's
0: disgusting. <laughs> uh, Before I forget about him, Kane is actually here in the chat with us. So, Kane, welcome to the chat. And Even though I know you've been here for like ten minutes and I just completely have been ignoring you this whole time.
2: Oh, no, I'm just catching up with the conversation. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> I'm just chilling. So hello, everybody.
0: Um... Dan, what kind of things would have you liked to see in this Ghost Rider to make him better? Not not so much like meta or competitive, just to make him more playable.
3: Oh, yeah. I like what they were going for with the Cosmic Penance. I think he just needed a, um, like, to make that um, workable, he just needed to be able to be placed during that because it's like a power action. Yeah. Instead. Like they just needed that, I think. And then, instead of, like, stop clicks, just give him some kind of don't-die mechanic, because that was his whole thing in the comics, was no one could kill him because of the weird interaction between him being, him having Power Cosmic from Galactus, and him also being Ghost Rider from Mephisto, so no one could kill him. Um, so I, I think some kind of don't-die mechanic would have been more, uh, would have made him playable, and then also would have stuck to, like, what like, the comic iteration of him and, like, kept it on brand.
0: Or maybe, like, what they've done with other figures in the past, where the first time this character would be KO'd, put him to their last non-KO click and roll D6, heal him up that many points. So you have to... You can't one... I mean, he's hard to one-tap, but uh, that way you probably couldn't one-tap him at least, so he came back to once. That, are, that uh, is
3: something like Sky Tyrant, something like that, where he gets, like, toke, some kind of tokens or something. I don't know, just something like that, where he... It is hard to kill him. Yeah. Because that was his that was whole thing was... No one could do it. Like even Thanos tried. He's like, I've tried multiple times, and I just can't kill you.
0: Um, I do like his Cosmic Penance That is, is just anywhere on the board. So it's not within range. It's not within well fire. It's just when an opposing character um, attacks the front, and it's just attacks. It's not even damages. It's just you try to hit my buddy? Okay, you get a or I get a pen or who who gets a pendant after resolution? Ghost Rider does. Guilty. Well, or the the attacker, the attacker. gets. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah. I do like that a lot because it makes it easier to set up. Uh, it's just the, the the second part of him actually executing is kind of rough because it's a a power action, so he can't just do it. He has to be either next to the person to make a close attack, or he has to be automatically within six and line of fire to be able to pull that off easily. So I think just giving that a little bit more ease of use in execution because he costs half of your at least a, th- a third at max a half of your build total um, for three hundred points is uh, just giving that a little bit of ease of use would have made that better. Yeah,
0: and even like Lucas said, he's got the chain. You know, just maybe give him giant reach. I know he's got a, I know he's got a six range, but he does have two charge clicks, so maybe the giant reach would help him out a little bit. But he needed more. Uh, Kane, what would you do to this ghost or cosmic ghost rider to make him more playable?
2: Um, I think it's kind of everything we've talked about. Now you kind of nailed it just right there. That's what I was thinking of like maybe putting it on his damage power of some sort. Um, so that like when he gets lower, you couldn't use this ability, but like maybe a giant reach three or a giant reach four or like, um, give him like, Oh, like damage power. Like if this power is revealed, he's got like four range, um, and he can make close attacks at range or whatever, something like that. Um, I mean, he does have six range and double target, I believe, on dial. Um, So there's that. But I would love to see some type of, like, giant reach of of some sort. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say,
0: give him what Trash Can Spider-Man has, where he can just attack everybody adjacent to him and just call it chain whip. Everyone next to him is dealt his... If he had that, I think then he's playable. I mean, I don't Uh, know if you're going to play him over the i was really surprised that spider-man didn't see more play to be honest
2: i mean well another thing too like i feel like with all that like i feel like the sets with being delayed and then being like pushed back i think everything everything kind of just came out at a weird time so i think that's probably why spider-man didn't really shine um and and i bring that up at the same time i think lucas you you brought this up but um you got to understand with these like uh, these con exclusives, the character designs—they're always like put in the uh, put in the pipeline way before they actually come out. Um, we've kind of seen this running theme with the last few years. Um, it's not—it's not anything new. These uh, con exclusives come out, we're like, oh my gosh, like these look so cool. They're going to do something crazy. The last con exclusive I remember doing something crazy was Thane, and even then, it was like two hundred ten points or one hundred fifty, um, and was a little behind their time. So I feel like this is just a constant theme we get with these con exclusives, um, but I definitely would have uh, to answer the question. I definitely would have loved to see some giant reach of some sort, or maybe like um, if he had a stop click, and then on that stop click he can use, like you just mentioned, that the, throw, use his whip to attack everybody near him. Something like that would have been cool um, for 150 points. You kind of expect a stop click nowadays, yeah. but uh, but yeah, that, that's where I, that's where I sit.
0: Lucas, has there ever really been a con exclusive figure that has made it into the competitive scene?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I think Master Mold is going to be a great example of that just yeah. from like the most recent, right? Um, but like if I'm looking at past con exclusives, um geez, let's see. Oh, I put me on the here, but... I'm just <laughs> Well, yeah, about... like any equipment, like any of the power battery stuff was all was all competitively viable, right? I'm just um,
0: like Bebop and Rocksteady, Kirk and Aurora, Power Girl. Yep,
1: Kirk and Aurora. There's a great example. Kirk and Aurora was played by a couple different people um, competitively, um, just because of their ability to remove uh, blocking from the map. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: now we have um, now we have Man for thirty. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. We have we have five for five points more. He just
3: does. You know the job of six kirkin over us. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, then some, uh, when ID cards were a thing, you had the yeah. storm. You had the the Thor storm that was on uh, what most teams. I would say. So uh, which one? The storm Thor for when ID cards were a thing. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I distinctly remember taking out somebody's entire team in one attack with that character because they were playing a bunch of one point figures. Um.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. One, one real quick, actually, and I'm looking through all these. Isaac. Isaac was on the Jason Wingard stuff. But was, that was he a con, though? Not was... him. I, was... I thought he was a con. I thought
0: he was a WKO prize.
2: Oh, he's a WKO, not a yeah. con. Excuse me. Ignore
1: me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, for WizKids, that's basically the same thing. Isaac was a redial exclusive is what he is. Yeah, yeah so they re- redialed a, u- a reused
2: sculpt. Yeah. So, yeah. I did, sure. like I did like the Thanos-copter. I remember that. Yeah, yeah like
0: that, that was that a good one. Starro. <laughs> Can't remember Starro. Yeah, mm-hmm. Starro. That That's
3: true. Starro was... I think yeah. Starro's still in rotation, right? And still probably... Nope, he, rota- he rotated out. Oh, he, he is is no I did? no longer legal. I didn't pay attention to him too much. I just knew he had seen play for a while there. Yeah. Yep. yep. I,
0: just, I just feel like the con-exclusive are more about the sculpt than the dial.
2: It kind of be, it kind of seems well, to be like what it's always been
3: about. I mean, do you forget Supreme Intelligence and how like disgusting that was for a while?
2: But again, that sculpt is
0: gorgeous. Like they do, yeah. they do definitely go above and beyond on the sculpts for the most part with Con Exclusive, and I think that's a big selling point with a lot of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're they're trying to if if they're going to if they're going to convince you to spend you know fifty bucks on one figure, they gotta they gotta make it worth your while. You know. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That was, that was, I mean that i do wish they the the con were a little more like not necessarily just like super competitive but just at least enough where they're they're playable, you know like I do like them when they come out because they always pick some interesting characters, but yeah, I wish the playability was a little higher
2: yeah, but mm-hmm. for the sake of argument, like I think that's another thing like to just sit on the other side of the fence for a second, like I feel like maybe we'd be arguing about the pay to win aspect right like you're going, you getting this con exclusive and it's like super broken or super playable. And you could have only got it there. And then, right. Like they didn't make them so accessible. Then it would be like a pay to win scenario. So, um, and I think most of the time, like with these con exclusive, because they look so good, I think they're, they are like kind of hedging on the collector side. I think that's why they're, they're bigger, right. They, they are, aren't just regular size clicks. They, they add a lot more. Cause I think that's for the app, the, the, uh, Average collector usually pick those up.
0: Yep, that's so. fair. Yeah. All right. Well, there you we, go. well, whiz kids, if you're listening and you want to make another cosmic Ghost Rider, there you go. Uh, all right, we're going to get into our last segment, and that is our Clicking It Crew question of the day.
2: There's no such thing
1: as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions.
0: All right, I want a little bit darker with this question. Not super dark, but. I'm kind of curious, and I don't know if, what you, if? if you saw... No, not the what if. Well, it is kind of a what if. But I don't yeah. know if you saw the question or not, Lucas. But the question is, what's going to happen to your Heroclix collection once you finally kick the bucket? Like, I don't know about you. I, I have a whole... <laughs> Section of my house just dedicated to hero click stuff, and I have no flipping idea what my wife is going to do with all this plastic thing that she thinks is worthless. When
1: uh, it's I, I know good... exactly what my wife's going to do.
0: <laughs> so, what is your wife going to do when you finally roll that life critical miss?
1: She is gonna, she is gonna find some nice dried wood, take it out to the backyard, put it in a nice teepee, put a bunch of gasoline on it. Put your picture light, on it. light up a light up a cigarette take a big old nasty draw even though she doesn't smoke flick it off of her finger it's gonna explode and then she's gonna back a truck right up to it and dump all that shit right into the fire so so a
0: viking funeral for all your
3: clicks is what you're saying i
0: was
3: i was thinking she was gonna make as much money off of it as she could and be like well she yeah. wouldn't, she she wouldn't would,
1: know where to begin yeah, i don't
0: know do significant others would know how to price these things out Be like sure you can have the whole whole thing for 50 bucks just get it out of my house uh, so she's not, yeah, she would, she's not a fan of Heroclex, is what you're telling us?
1: She she supports me and my hobbies. And she <laughs> she's very gracious in the fact that she um, supports me being able to go all over the country and play competitively and that sort of thing. However, if she had to choose between having space in our office again and not having space in our office, taken up by all of these plastic miniatures, I know which option she would choose in a heartbeat. <laughs> so yeah she would she would absolutely burn them all to the ground i think if i was no longer there to stop her from doing it
0: <laughs> and just have this nice that's chemical crazy. plastic smell going throughout the entire neighborhood oh lucas finally kicked the bucket that's the the white smoke <laughs> exactly. of the pope for Lucas when he takes the bucket. <laughs> this chemical plastic smell is going all around the place.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes, yeah. um, I, I don't even have to think about that one. I know exactly what you do.
0: <laughs> we had a couple other people respond. A Death Rose on our Patreon or our Discord said, they will be buried with me among all my other prized possessions. Jeff Duma says, go. my wife knows enough to know where some of the valuable ones are. Uh, so I guess they'd be sold. I'd like to... Uh, think that she keep a few of them as a the keepsake but mostly sold unless my daughter takes a liking to the game before i go and then finally we had um i always butcher his name so i do apologize and i knew you, you listened to the uh podcast but it's can candon owen i believe it is which i can't of course find right now um give me one second but uh kane while i'm looking that up what would mm-hmm. your girlfriend right not wife yet
2: Ah, soon to be wife. That's soon right. to be wife. What would your
0: girlfriend's <laughs> soon to be wife do with all of your, how big would you say your collection is?
2: It's not that big. It, it's not like I got maybe a shelf. It's it's enough, right? Like I got some mats. I got some exclusives. I got a bunch of, uh, a few sets worth. Um, I'd probably say like a top shelf worth. <laughs> so I think realistically, like kind of in the same boat as a uh, death rose and Jeff here. Like I, Jeff, like, my lady kind of knows where to price everything out and how to sell them, right? So kind of like in Jeff's scenario, it's the same thing. If my lady wanted to sell them, she'd kind of figure out how to do it. Um, but I'm kind of in the same way, like, uh, as Rose here, like, I'd rather some of the stuff be buried with me, <laughs> right? Like, that, that, that'd that be a cool way to go. But realistically, I've kind of had this, to, to touch back to the darker note, I've had this conversation with my lady and, like, I started like I want to start collecting a lot of stuff. So especially like with the Digimon stuff, like I'm buying sealed product and keeping it sealed, and like Pokemon stuff as well. Um, A lot of stuff that I grew up on. And then like if my kid, if if I were to ever have a kid, like I would love to like pass it down to them. Either a open a couple things with them. B they can just have it and they can either sell it or do whatever they want with it. But I would kind of look more of like handing them down. Um, That's probably what I do with my collection. Uh, Hand it down. Otherwise, my lady could sell it when I kick the bucket.
0: Stuff. um chandon owens did say hopefully my little dudes end up liking the game and all my stuff will go with them if not i guess they're just gonna yep. be cremated with me
2: uh, Yeah, see that's yeah <laughs> there you go he
0: gets it uh dan what would your significant other or parents or what would just happen to your collection if you kicked the bucket
3: uh pulled off with everything else that is a worldly possession that i now no longer need because i'm not a part <laughs> of the current world dude. <laughs> <laughs> like bye-bye yep.
0: yeah yeah
2: um my Besides, i don't
3: have i don't have nearly the collection that you or probably Lucas or anyone else does so mine consists of one tackle box and that's it right now so I mean I' uh, much easier I've, to get through it all
0: I've been collecting since the game started, so I have quite a big collection i don't have like a Rob Peterson collection where he has every single set. In the entire world But I do have a pretty good setback there So I think she would either call Tyler up Or Dan, you would be like Hey, come get his shit and get it out of my house Um, (laughs) Hopefully she would keep all my supermen In the nice little display that I have down there As like a momentum I would make that, like, talk to my lawyer, say she's not allowed to get rid of that kind of stuff. But, she's um, not allowed. She is not Put allowed in to, to touch or... my Superman yeah. shrine. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure she would either just give it away to Goodwill or tell Dan or Tyler to come pick the stuff up. Um, but that was it for a question. One thing we did forget to talk about in the news that I wanted to touch base really quick on is they did come up with some erratas for Rise and Fall, Um, One was for the Sentinel. Basically, it just says, uh, once during your opponent's turn for all characters with this trait, they left that part out. So you can't um, bring in multiple Sentinels on one turn. So, like, if you get hit by six attacks, you can't bring in two. You can only bring one per uh, turn. Banshee, they changed it to when Banshee makes a ranged attack, not just on attack. So it has to be a ranged to replace the uh, Rally die. Cossaire is supposed to have the X-Men team ability. Sebastian Shaw is supposed to have the X-Men team ability. And they changed his defensive power, so he's not as crap, but he is still pretty crappy. It says at the end of your turn, if um, or if Sebastian Shaw would be KO'd, return him to the most recent noted click number, protected, outwit. So you can't outwit that anymore. And then Apocalypse... His strong survive adjacent friendly characters or friendly characters with the X Men or Horseman keyword can use steal energy. So, not everybody on the board. So, it is nice that they made those things. Um, I know, Kane, we've had this conversation before. And Lucas, I just want you to maybe just chime in. Are we, I'm just kind of getting sick of all these errors that WizKids makes and we just kind of give them a free pass. Like, there's stat different, or stat. Um, I forgot, I think it was the uh, the Gorilla Knights from the Wonder Woman set, like they had the wrong mm-hmm. stat on their card that they replaced they're missing team abilities, their wordings are wrong, I'm just wondering, at some point, are we just going to be like, not cause a revolution or anything, but just say, Wiz, kids you gotta get your stuff together, you know, we're giving you tons of money, it's not that hard to get a decent grammar um, <laughs> coach if you want to call it, at your spot to get these wordings right, and get these team abilities and things fixed.
2: And this is point, yeah. Lucas right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just kind of what his thought. I mean, so, I'm okay. getting sick of, you know, five, ten of red is every single set, whether it's a team I, I ability guess, I, or a wording or something.
2: I got something after you, Lucas. I got something to throw into the fire here, but go ahead, Lucas. What you got? Sure. So I would
1: very much like to see WizKids expand their set design and their testing teams um i know plenty of players myself included who would do it for next to free um just for the just for the privilege of being able to work on the game that they love right um i do know that there are a lot of different hands like a lot of different exchanges that are made right from from figure design to actual design to testing to production to manufacturing to shipping to release right so like it's bound to happen where there's going to be issues and lessons learned made i will say like there was how many erratas this time around five six uh
0: six currently or a one, two, three, four. Yep. Five currently
1: five currently so like if you look at if you look at all of the erratas that took place Right. The two, the two missed X-Men team abilities, those are just, those are just farces, right? Like, they, they messed those up. Like, that, that could have been avoided. It just wasn't. As far as, like, the Apocalypse and the Sebastian Shaw rulings, and honestly, the Sentinel ruling, those are just errors in playtesting, right? Those are errors in testing of the figures. To, for, they just didn't get the feedback that they needed where somebody was going to say, like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Right. This is this is not how this should work. And here's why They're, they weren't get, I don't, I, either they didn't get the feedback or if they did get it, they didn't, you know, process it correctly or didn't listen to it or whatever. Right. And I think that's where, like, getting play testers who play the game competitively, like really play competitively are really helpful because that's when they look at those bro- broken interactions. Right. Because like, we already learned this from King Shazam. We knew that with King Shazam, this was a problem because King Shazam's defense power could just be outwitted, and then he's not—he's not a problem anymore. And I think Sebastian Shaw—it's the exact same thing. Like, right? It's—it's it's just a lessons learned thing, and that probably could have been avoided if, like, a competitive player did the testing required with the figure. Um, so I think that's like a twofold thing, where there's probably like. They probably just need somebody in QA to actually just go through and go. Look, does this dial match this figure in every way, shape, and form? And go through that with every figure, um, and then maybe have somebody backup do the same thing, like a backup tester or whatever, right? But then also just have people to play test, like uber casual all the way through uber competitive and everything in between. They should just have people of all shapes and sizes and experiences really be looking at some of this stuff. And I know to a certain degree they do. Um, I know a few, I know people who um, have talked about like experiences with playtesting for WizKids or people who, um, you know, who used to work for them or used to do things for them or have some insider knowledge with them. And like, I know they do have some of this stuff. I just think it needs to be more robust. So,
0: yeah, I feel like they need those more vet, like, my brain does not work the same way as yours and a PJ brain works in a HeroClix world. Like, I feel like if you guys were sitting in on a meeting and they were designing Prime Vulcan, you would have immediately stood up and said, no, you cannot make <laughs> that figure. Or one kind one, uh, con exclusive we forgot to mention was Felix Faust. Yep. Uh, oh, if, yeah. if you were in that meeting, you'd be like, no, and here's why we're <laughs> not making this figure. Or if we are, this is how we're making them.
3: Yeah, you need to this is this, this all of these things need to be adjusted because they're th- otherwise it's going to be broken as soon as it comes out.
0: Or who was that one yeah. figure that works? He was a while ago. He's like 40 points. He works really well with Sentinels. He's got the little controller in his hand. Um, oh, is that Toyman? Oh, no, Toy
1: no, uh, no. Uh Jason uh sorry, Justin Seifert. Yeah, Justin Seifert. Like,
0: he is broken with Sentinels. Like I don't he's not yep. even like allowed in Silver Age, right? No, he's not. Yeah, he's banned.
1: Well not silver, uh bronze. He's or not bronze. he's not allowed in Majestic yeah. Majestics age. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: yeah, he's banned in Majestics. So like and that and that's exactly it, right? Like there's a lot of times where these figures are previewed, like somebody will release them, you know, on a Facebook post or whatever, and PJ and I will just be like, Well, this is already broken. <laughs> like we, it's yeah. like we could have told you that. We could have told you that this wasn't a good idea. And the reason why we know we could have told you it is because we figured it out in ten seconds. All we had to do is read the figure, and yeah. we knew that there was a problem. Like, I'm sure when <laughs> they know.
0: when they previewed Sky Tire you're like, "What the hell are they doing? Like, yeah,
1: this exactly. is not fifty and- points." <laughs> And we we knew it was we thought it was even worse because we initially thought that he was going to be able to move up to half a speed value for each character he hit. Yeah, that's that's how we originally interpreted it. But it's still way too good even in its current state for sure.
3: Like but yeah, this. my first thought when I saw him was like, "Oh, it's Vulture two but worse." Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And I just moved along. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, they're not going to do anything about it until they erode it, and that'll be like a month or two after it releases."
0: And they never eroded it. <laughs> We're yeah. like, ah, just keep it the same. We don't really care. Yet, we'll fix Sebastian Shaw for you guys, no problem. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kane, you said you had something to add on to that.
2: Yeah, something kind of shocking. Uh, so I was looking at, um, I can't, let's see, who was it? Wasi Plays. Anyways, so there's this top 10 collectible games list that came out, right? As of spring 2021. Number one, Magic the Gathering. Pokemon TCG is number 2, Yu-Gi-Oh TCG is number 3, right? Those are the titans of the t- of the collectible games. Everyone knows that, whatever. WizKids has one in the uh in fourth place, and it's D&D Icons of the Realms. I've never heard of this thing, but hey, oh, WizKids I've, is I've something seen it, I've
3: about. seen it at like all the stores that sell clicks cuz it's all they they carry WizKids products. I'm pretty sure I've seen that like Oh, is that
2: is that just like the collectible little mini fi- figures and stuff? Yeah. Like, it's I'm, I'm it's the, their oh, D&D line. Yeah, Got like you, you guys should have okay.
1: seen you guys should have seen their booth at Gen Con, right? So like they had a little they had a little room where they were keeping the HeroClix Con exclusives, and then the entirety of their booth was D anD D.
3: Okay, like okay, I mean, I,
1: I think they make a ton of money off of that stuff. Really, yeah. yeah,
3: that much money off of D anD D.
2: Right. Well, uh, realistically, like that's that's why they're still afloat right like they don't care right now like that that's where they are and especially to the, lucas to your point right there like their booth is literally focused on the dnd stuff because that's where they're that's where they care um their money's at look how much details into that stuff the figurines and everything i didn't realize that i, I was looking at collectible stuff and i didn't realize like that it makes sense but i didn't i was thinking more like like card games or collectible games stuff like that but um but yeah i just fall into that category anywho uh, there's a few more, but uh, HeroClix is at number nine, <laughs> and that's uh, not right bad. That, We're top ten.
3: We're top ten. Yeah, it, I guess at least it's on the list. Yeah. At least yeah. It's on the yep.
2: List. And I was gonna say it's at number nine, meaning it's still in the top ten. Meaning, it, as much as I kind, I don't hate to say this, but it's it, I just feel like it's disappointing to see that a they're on the top ten list because I feel like that means they're not going anywhere, and I feel like they're just gonna keep. I feel like they're going to do a Nintendo formula where they're just going to, if it works, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Like the, us as a community members, we still give this, this game money. We still play. We still collect until that changes. Nothing else will change. So I think like just looking at this list and seeing the has three properties. It has that D and D stuff, which is the only one that really matters. Pathfinder battles. And then hero clicks. Um, so that's three properties that they, they get money from. So, uh, you know, if we, we want to change, as, us as a community has to do something about it. Other than that, I mean, I don't expect anything different anytime soon.
0: <laughs> but I will give them credit. I actually have to give them credit and then take it back. But um, I will give them credit <laughs> that I did pull a, anything. I, we talked about this last podcast. I pulled the Gladiator. I contacted WizKids Service. They sent me a Gladiator card because he didn't come with the card. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. But I sent them in my dead, my ultra chest Deadpool because the top of the uh, figure where it shows like his bolts and everything was super faded. I sent in the card. I sent in the cake token, everything. I got it back relatively quick, but with no card and no take cake token. So I got the oh, figure, no. but no cake token and no card. So now I had to contact them again. Haven't heard back from them in a few days. So, you know, one step forward, two steps back. I also talked to you about the one guy, I think it was Dustin Kennedy, said that he pulled a non Chase case and he actually contacted WizKids and they said you know what we're sorry that that happened we'll send you some figures as a you know we're sorry kind of thing I don't know what he got yet if he got anything yet but he said he's going to contact us so they are well, doing some child. things like that but it's the grammar issues it's the combat values and it's the team abilities that are just kind of being misplaced and it's not like the factory machine is like not printing it on a few figures it's just they're forgetting to it in all together, so they're and their communications better than the past. So they're taking steps, but not enough steps. But I think that's because um HeroClix is not their big moneymaker. Like you guys said, it's their D and D line. And I don't know. Do they do like the books to D and D too, or is it just the minifigurines?
3: Pretty sure they do the books as well. I thought because I've seen think- books in stores for sale along with the figures.
2: Okay. Yeah, but I think that's from I. Don't think that's what's good. I think it's just the figures. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I think, I think they the just do the minis that people can play, you know, in, in person D D with.
0: Because I would but. like to see if they did do the books, how many grammar errors are in those things. But anyways, um, but that is going to be our show. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. I think we covered a lot. Lucas, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any big major tournaments that are coming on soon? <laughs>
1: Nothing nothing really to report as of right now, but you know, that's always subject to change whenever people get a wild hair to post something.
0: Are you so, working on any other competitive teams that you would like to talk about out there, or are you gotta kinda keep those close to the chest or just kinda play like your normal immortal Hulk ace Dark Phoenix <laughs> Batman <laughs> that you played like you lost like twice with that team or something?
1: I haven't played them. Yeah, since Worlds, um, they, unfortunately Hulk is, like, too easy to play around now, and I won't get too heavy into it, but it's just he's just not really that great right now, especially with all the rules changes and the loss of the Octopus Arms. Um, no, as far as teams go, I'm not really working on a whole lot. Um, you know, I tinker with ideas here and there just whenever something pops into my head, but, like, I don't really get big into the team building until I'm preparing for an event, typically, because that's when I start to put stuff together, play test, refine, you know, over and over and over again until the event happens. Um, like, I was going to play X-Men this weekend, but it ended up being a sealed event um, with, like, Mimic Prime and stuff, similar to what Easton Brock played in uh, um, Huntsville a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what what ends up popping up as far as tournaments and stuff go. But in all in all, I've done a lot of traveling this summer, so it's probably just okay if... Uh, if nothing happens for a little while so yeah. we'll have to see
0: one team i really am trying to work with that you mentioned a couple months ago that i've been that i mentioned a few times on this show is mimic prime with commissioner uh just to give him that mastermind yep. with i think um i'd like to add like a madrox on there just because madrox just is, is really hard to kill but going first nowadays is so important and i don't think there's any way to make a commissioner mimic team themed <laughs>
1: Uh, there definitely isn't, and yes, I've looked plenty at X-Men. There is nothing on X-Men, Shi'ar, or Illuminati that has a mastermind that's worth playing. No.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately. And it has to be printed is the thing. If it was not yep. printed, it, then it's a different yeah. story. But I Because yep. you can't Avenger him. You can't. I don't think there's any way to get those two to get themed nope. together, unless there's a Spider-Man out there that might... You'd have to play probably two of them to be themed somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But- so...
0: Uh, but yeah, that is going to be our show, Lucas. Again, oh, thank you so much. Oh, Kane's got stuff. Oh, Kane, we can't do a spoiler for What If because I have not seen Party Thor. I got two. In- son of a gun. <laughs> well, let's tell them I got so into. I don't know if you watch the show on Netflix, Squid Games. I got. Oh, so- I just got
2: recommend. I just got recommended that last night. So it's I all good. finished <laughs> it in two days. It is so good. Don't say nothing. <laughs> no, no, I don't won't. say nothing. <laughs> it's so good. I- I just wanted to say I was gonna. I, I'm glad we're not doing what if tonight, and I won't say anything. Anybody that's interested and likes that segment, um, we're doing it next week, and there's a good reason for it. Adam, you'll find out later. There okay.
0: it is. All, All right. right, sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kane, thanks for showing up. I know you work late these days, so I appreciate you mm-hmm. guys coming on. Dan, appreciate you as always, and I'll see you on Sunday. Uh, appreciate everybody out there. Make sure you hit up our Patreon if you want to be part of our Patreon giveaway in about. How many days are in September? Three days you got to get uh, to become a patron. And then check out our sponsor, Glass Cabinet Hobbies, if you want to get on some case breaks or some figures or comic books on his website. But thanks again, everyone, for joining us and sticking
2: around. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.